What's going on, guys? It's your boy Finn and your boy Adler on a brand new episode of the Best You Nation, a podcast focused on helping you manage your drive and ultimately optimize your 24 hours in a day. Before we get going, Adler, what's going on, my guy? For those of you that um, do not have cameras, so you probably didn't see all the antics I was doing prior to, but uh, we got excited and we were celebrating because today we have an amazing kudos corner. So yeah, yeah. my job been good, but I'm just really excited for the kudos. And since, um, for, for starters, I'm gonna start us off. My uncle Will, it is his 86th birthday. Um, and you know, we, we are celebrating, at the time of this recording, um, it is the 20th. So um, just a heads up. But yeah, he, he celebrated his birthday um, just now. And uh, by the time you guys hear this, is Monday. So it, just do me a favor and then, you know, send like, you know, prayers, good vibes and everything and w- help me wish Uncle Will a happy birthday. But most importantly, there is somebody. I don't even know if I want to be the one to tell you about it. I think Finn should probably do it. But we have somebody who just took a test and did what what they do? This test is probably one of the, I, I mean, I've never, I would have, I don't really know what it entails, but I can tell you right now the amount of time, blood, sweat, and tears that mm. this individual has put into mm. studying, educating herself, raising her son, Ooh. operating as an ICU nurse. My friend, we've talked about her a lot on the show and for all y'all who don't know this, we are going to be trying to get her on the show very, very soon. It's all going to depend on my, it's going to depend on my grades. So hopefully uh, <laughs> we'll get her on here, but without further ado, I want to announce something really, 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 really amendable. And this is something that guys, this is a huge milestone for her in her life. She has passed her nurse practicing boards and she told me she was going to take it this upcoming week. And I said, oh, that's great. There's plenty of time. You guys have plenty of time to study. And then she texts me later on that day and says, guess what? I'm in the middle of lab, by the way. And she goes, I am officially a nurse practitioner. Hey, Brianna is, uh, she embodies, encompasses everything that this show is about. And it's about being the best version of yourself as consistently as possible. And this, she's she's not only a fantastic mom, I've gotten a chance to work alongside her as a nurse. She's a fantastic nurse with excellent bedside manner. If I do, uh, I, I can add. And I will only assume that that same level of intensity and excellence that she carries in her life, she can carry it over into the nurse practitioner life. So That's right. that being said, we at the Best You Nation, your boys, Adlin Finn, we are happy. Congratulations, Brianna. Um, you just Uncle Will, congratulations. Happy birthday to you, my friend. Yes. I don't even know you, but happy birthday to Adler's uncle. Yeah. And that's, that's what's up. It's, it's, a, big, it's a big milestone. Um, and oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if I said this so officially. I got to run through a list of graduation you know, kudos as well. Um, my cousin Alex Jean Mary, um, he just graduated from the University of uh, Florida um, with a bachelor's degree. Um, 
my uh, buddy, Kevin Cambrone, he just graduated. I can't remember which university, but he, it's, it's in Valdosta. He just graduated with his bachelor's there. And then my buddy, James Cambrone, he just graduated with his master's degree from the University of Georgia. So there you go. You know, that's, that's, that's a big step. That's all I can say. It's like the, the, the guy, like all these guys, they, they work hard and they do everything that they're supposed to do. And it's just really just impeccable just to see that the level of excellence that each one of them come out to. So, you know, that's just something I, I you know, I want to celebrate and just kind of just bring, um, just, you know, just bring some light, shit some light um, to, you know? Well, you know, Adler, and that's a big, big accomplishment. A lot of graduates this year coming up, you know, going into 2021. 2020 was a rough, crazy, intense, life-changing, game-changing kind of year. But still, no matter what, they power through, they got through it. And that is what we're talking about. That is embodying the best U Nation mindset, the, the lifestyle that we live. It's not just a, you know, we reached a milestone and then it's over. No, no, no. Taking time to acknowledge, take a break to to just embody that you've accomplished something, but don't stop there. Keep on trucking. While we are celebrating the people who have graduated, we also want to take one more second to extend it just a little bit further. We want to do a, a celebratory happy birthday for all those who are coming up with birthdays. We've got people that, you know, in the Gemini section uh, of life, oh, we have- I, I see why he's doing this. All right, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, go hey. ahead. This is solely not about me, I promise. Oh, no, no, up. No. I have a buddy of mine, one of my close friends. Um, he's actually going to be coming down here from Connecticut. And I told him he was crazy for doing this. Shout out to John. He's going to be turning, I believe, 31 or 32. One of the two. He's right up there in the golden years, as they say. Wait, hold on. Golden years. Adler doesn't call it the golden years, but I do believe that the 30s are a year, I guess, that you celebrate some of your golden moments. Let's just rephrase it like that so it sounds better. First of all, I ain't no Betty White, so there's no golden nothing. <laughs> Listen, all I'm saying is John is turning 32, 31, one of the two, and I should know this, so forgive me, but June 1st is his birthday. I have a friend of mine, her name's Molly. Her birthday is actually May 31st. So she's going to be celebrating her birthday. Um, I have a buddy of mine, of mine, Nat Foster. His birthday is June 12th. And then I have a buddy of mine. His birthday is June, I want to say the 22nd or 23rd. I forget. But regardless of the fact, happy birthday to everybody. Um I guess I should say my birthday is June 5th, but I really don't want to be just that guy who talks about myself because that's not what I'm here for. But June 5th. Coming birthdays because, you know, it's obviously Finn's birthday. He turned 62. So we're going to be celebrating him. Um, Golden years. Hey, all I know is that, first of all, you may not necessarily be 62, but doing a dab. (laughs) That's ancient, bro. (laughs) Listen, I feel, you know, this year is a great year and um, I'm excited. There's a lot of big things happening, you know, besides, you know, me turning 23, you got to celebrate with some amazing right? people. What's that? You got a book or something coming out or something like that. So I do. I do have a book. I have a book coming out. I've been talking about this book. I think I can do a better job promoting it. So I am going to be starting to do some more Instagram promotion. If you guys haven't done so before we get really cracking on today's topic, I do want to say this, 
Make sure to follow us at The Best You Nation on Instagram. It costs you zero dollars, zero cents, no subscription. Just follow us on, on, on the Instagram. It's very easy. Keep up with us. We're starting a brand new era. It's called Reels. It's probably something that you guys probably already know about, like TikTok and whatnot. But honest to God, I'm getting into this real session. Like, it's going to be cool. I'm excited. So make sure to follow us at The Best You Nation. Follow Adler at 24 hours in a day. And make sure to also follow me at The Finn Foster. And stay tuned to what we're doing in our personal life, what, we can, what we're doing here at the podcast as we're developing and growing and expounding on the things that we're doing to keep you guys motivated and in the line of growth. So with that being said, guys, yes, the book does come out this year, you sound June so in pre-order. <laughs> what? You sound so ancient. You just like... Yeah, there's this new thing called reels. And back in my day, you know, just, just to let you know. <laughs> I listen, I'm sure all the young people are probably going, wow, dude, that, reels have been around forever. But Tama, young people, like you're not one of them. <laughs> do, yes. do it again. My people, my generation of people, do, then. Do, I'll, just, do, I'll speak for them. Do another dab. Oh, my <laughs> Man, by the time I'm done with this, I'm probably getting ready to go into my little square rectangular box, brother. Hey, I'm going to send a letter so that way they can get you your AARP card. <laughs> I'll be I'll, I'll quit my job and start using my social security. <laughs> but on a serious note, guys, my book is going to be on pre-order um, on the 25th of June mm. on Amazon, Books a Million, Barnes & Noble, you guys, if you have an iPhone, I guess it's time to publicly announce this. If you have an iPhone, you have the opportunity to go ahead and get the, the early access pass to the pre-order. So go ahead and if you want an ebook, it's available to you guys now. If you want a paperback copy, you might have to wait a little bit. But I have some more news to talk about that later on the, on the road. But like I said, today, you know, we are in a day and age where everybody is constantly moving, grooving and going forward, growing and we're developing. And while we are also moving and grooving, I feel like a lot of people have become very, very, very over time distant from one another and have created a lot of, there's a lot of tension, a lot of, a lot of disagreement, agreement. There's a lot of stuff going on in our world. And I want to bring it all back together and how we can start, you know, focusing on bringing it back to this camaraderie, this idea that we are one, that we are children of God, that we are here to grow and bounce back and forth from one another on ideas, our thoughts, our emotions, our relationships, our religions, our political views from every angle that you could even think about. There's a lot of disputing, a lot of conflict between people. God didn't create us to be conflicted with one another, though it is natural because we're human. God intentionally created us to be united. And so today I want to talk about something, or, you know, I want to bring this to the table and Adler, you and I are, you know, we've been talking about a lot of very heavy, deep conversational topics. I think is almost something you have to take in, in little bites. You can't do this all in one major sitting. I think there's a lot of material. So we want to lighten it up a little bit and we want to talk about how you, not only you, but your friends, your neighbors, family, can learn to break the cycle of hate. And it's actually a chapter in my book that I actually talk about um, some of the different topics that we're going to be talking about today to highlight 
parts of my book, but also to talk about what we've been discussing this season. So with that being said, I want to jump into this conversation first and foremost by starting off by letting people know that you have the ability, and I say it again, the ability to break that cycle of hate. But we have to first figure out how do we break that cycle of hate. So with that being said, Adler, what does it mean to you when you hear breaking the cycle of hate? What does that mean? What is what is the first thing that comes to your mind or your heart when you hear that? So I, I think that um I guess like when you when you talk about breaking the cycle of hate, you gotta you gotta look at society for what society is. And I, I think that a lot of people get caught up with um ideal idealism like looking at what society is like idealistically how it should operate and um where we're at currently as a nation i I think that you know most people have addictive personalities and it is super easy to hate and to you know dislike people things all around us because the culture and the atmosphere that we find ourselves currently in um and you really got to just be mindful. So whenever I think of breaking the cycle of hate, that means to me, to, at least just to me, it's going off in seclusion and clearing the space, clearing the air and staying far as possible from negative influences, negative people, negative like uh, just negativity all out negativity just keeping it away so like people who complain a whole bunch like no offense to you i love you but i gotta keep a very limited amount of time like with you people who um always find the 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 negative the negative you know thing whatever it is in any aspect of life they always find a way to locate it you know you know all those those type of like bad influences, the things that can affect your psyche, things that can affect your mentality, I say seclusion. And that's how you break the cycle of hate, at least for me. It's like, all right, fine. Let me focus on what's in my heart, in my head. And then somewhere in between, let me, after I finish like cycling through everything, I can find peace. I can find love. I can find, you know, for me, I can break the cycle. And I want to challenge you on this thought, okay? And, and, I, and, I, and I do agree to a certain extent. This is kind of a point I'm going to make later, but it's, uh, you know, you say seclusion. You talk about seclusion. And the reason why I'm asking you this is because there are some things in life that you just really can't avoid. You're, you can't avoid people that are going to complain. You can't avoid people that are going to be negative. You can't avoid people that are going to make your life hard because, you, you might walk into a situation where somebody might disagree with you, might not agree with how you do something or how, you know, what you may believe in. And so how do we, you know, you're saying seclusion. And to what extent does seclusion, though, actually not operate the way that you would? And I, and I get where your thought process is, but how does it get to a point where seclusion is really not feasible? Because, again, you can't avoid somebody who's not going to agree with you or who might complain about something. So I just don't see, and I'm, I'm not going up against you in this thought, but I like to challenge and provoke your thoughts for a second because I do see it more so like this. And I'll, I'll point this out. And that is that, again, there's a limit to where you can seclude. There's only a certain amount of areas where you can do that until you really can't really do that anymore. Because at the same time, 
when you avoid something, it's still going to be present. You can avoid doing your, your math paper or your, sorry, your math homework, or you could avoid doing your, your final exam, but there's consequences or there's a result, right? There's something that's going to come from it. So if you're avoiding the negativity or you're avoiding this, this, um, you know, this opportunity to break the cycle of hate, there is a way that Christ kind of embodies this mindset. Now, again, we can agree to disagree. And I think that's a healthy thing. I think a lot of people don't find it healthy because they don't know how to agree to disagree. There's always a dispute that comes with it. But Christ talks about loving people, even when they hate you. You got to understand Christ himself was ridiculed, judged, belittled, and hung on a cross though he loved the world so much he died for us and so you got to understand like is it more about is it i i get we're avoiding it would be easier is it is it self is it more based off of self um protection or self um benefiting kind of material by avoiding the situation or do you actually prolong the breaking of hate when you avoid somebody who might complain, who's telling you you won't be able to write a book or someone says you're not going to become a nurse or challenges you because you're 225 pounds, but now you're sitting at 185. Let's just talk about it. Let's, let's manifest the idea because Adler, you were at a place in your life where you were, you know, you did not, you weren't happy with what weight you were at. And now you're at a place where you still are making progress. Even though you've reached your goal of 185 pounds, you said, no, I still have to work on me. You never stopped. But had you avoided the people that were telling you, no, you're going to always, you keep being a, you just keep being a food junkie. You just keep on eating that good fatty food that you like so much, right? That stuff that drills in our mind that we're constantly manipulated by. Had you not listened though, to a certain extent or avoided it, would you be where you are today as a nurse when you were struggling playing video games or wanting to focus on these things when you had study notes to be doing or flashcards you made it to where you are today i'm gonna give you a second to take the mic because i know you look like you want to say something so bad but that's well, where i'm provoking your thoughts right now like you you went there's a lot of stuff to touch on there like there's so many there's so many things um okay let's see let's see let's see we'll, we'll start off like in on a like a, a list right you, you you talked about you know um loving like that neighbor and you know, Christ has love for, you know, every single one of us, regardless of what our, our preferences or, or our you know, biases are. And you also talked about um, respecting people's choices and, you know, so on and so forth. Nope. I agree. You definitely need to respect people's choices, people's opinions. We may not share the same opinion, but that doesn't mean that I'm going to treat you any less of a human being because you don't share the same sentiment. After anything, at worst, the only thing that you're guilty of is sharing a new perspective for me. And as a citizen of the, you know, the, the world, uh, being part of the human race, if, that's, if you're showing me another perspective, it may be something I disagree with. It may be something I think that, my, I think that could be deemed as arrogant or you know, whatever. At the end of the day, I gotta respect. It's like, all right, hey, this this is where the person's coming from. 
Um, I come from a place of understanding. This is where the person is coming from. And I don't agree with anything that they said. I emphatically agree, disagree with everything, but I'm going to respect their opinion. It is what it is. That's one. Two, me saying seclusion. Seclusion doesn't mean that, oh, avoiding. No, 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 I never said that. What I said was seclusion, as in keep them at an arm's length. Because if you, what you become, what you associate yourself with on a consistent day-to-day -day basis. So I'm gonna tell you this much. If me, the same guy you, you talked about dropping the weight, if I work at Krispy Kreme every single day and I work 40 hours plus at Krispy Kreme, guarantee you 100% I will not be successful. Why? Because there's always temptation every single day in front of me. I'm not, I'm gonna, I wouldn't lose a, a, a pound. If anything, I would gain it. So you have to surround yourself with things that will help support your goal, your mindset, your mentality. Another thing that you touched on, you touched on, you know, um, you have to be able to hear what people say and um, what, what people say kind of helps influence you and helps direct you. And without that, you wouldn't be able to be the person that you are today. Yes and no. And the reason why I say yes and no, yes, you know, what people say do matter. But at the end of the day, and I don't mean this in any arrogant way, the only thing that really matters to me is what I think about me. No, and I agree. I, I agree with that. I can't like, you know, like, yeah, you may not necessarily agree with what I do with my life or how I'm going about things. But at the end of the day, it's my life. I'm heading the direction. I got to live with the consequences. So I refuse, emphatically refuse to live my life the way that somebody else desires for me to do it. Because at the end of the day, you don't have to live with the consequences. I do. So you writing down checks for me to cash, I'm, I'm not doing that. I, I'll write my own checks. I'll cash out what I want. And then we're going to go from there. <sighs> and another thing. All right. Because <laughs> you, you, you got a whole bunch of, you got a whole bunch of stuff. And I, I be... threw out, listen, sometimes, listen, when I'm in Wait. that no, no, no. It's my turn. I, I got to finish this up. Okay. I, I, respect that. Hey, that's okay. Take it. I don't want to lose it. I don't mean to cut you off. I apologize. Um, so check it out. You had mentioned, and this is one of my favorite, favorite um, stories about Christ, right? Jesus. He had his last supper. After his last supper, what did he do, Finn? Well, he, well, he had his last supper. Just, I'm going to give you a breakdown. So the last supper was done. He said somebody's going to betray him, right? Yeah. Judas goes off to go betray him for, um, I think it's 30 pieces of silver, if I'm not mistaken. And then he takes three apostles with him, John, Peter, and then I, I think it's Luke. And he takes three of them. They secluded themselves from the other apostles, right? Because they were arguing amongst each other like, oh, I would never betray you. I would never betray you. I never betray you. I never betray you. They secluded themselves. And he said, hey, guys, come with me and let's pray. Hey, yes. guys, come with me and let's pray. And what did he say next? He said, let's pray. So he himself secluded himself from the apostles, then uh, secluded himself from the other three that he brought with him. And then he went to the... Um, uh, Garden of Gethsemane. Garden of Gethsemane, the place of the skulls, right? Yep. And then praying profusely to the point where he's bleeding he's he's praying he's just going he's going in he's being like just one with god mind body and spirit everything and then he comes back and the, the the disciples he brought with him what are they doing Finn? sleeping they're sleeping why because 
The spirit is able, but the flesh is weak. That's what he said. That's exactly what he said. He said the spirit is able, the willing, but the flesh is weak. And guess what he did? He had to seclude himself from them. So that way he wouldn't taint his, his own, um, uh, what's it, I guess, willpower. Um, to, so that way he can have that time with God and pray and say, hey, Father, if this be a will, let this come pass. I'm preaching to you now because this is something that he, he had to seclude himself in order to be more in touch with God. So had he stayed there, his, his um, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm losing the word. His willpower, the the his zeal, his zeal, his we'll call, we'll call it zeal. The zeal that, that he had when he was praying, it wouldn't have been as strong being around people who are sleeping. It would have watered down his whole entire message. So the the reason why I bring that up is when you have a whole bunch of negative people around you who find the negative situation in every facet of life, they're always constantly complaining. They're always constantly, you know. Th- whatever the whatever it is that they want to be negative about and they're always constantly complaining gossiping and so on and so forth you really got to be mindful of how much time you spend with those people because you will inherently start to pick up those traits now it works vice versa you can be a source of light for the person as well but you don't want to prolong exposure to that because in the atmosphere that we live in today it's way too easy to come from a place of condemnation and judgment instead of coming from a place of understanding. And I just divulged, or I just pretty much dived into every little thing that you had mentioned because I was like, all right, I don't want to forget. I got to make sure we come, like, if, if I come come with this, I got to come in hot. No, dude. And I, and I, and I love, I love that you were able to keep up with that because I know myself, like I was going to say earlier, I have a tendency of dropping, you know, nuggets right at you in one, two, three, four in a line. And, and you got to be able to pick those nuggets up and be able to counteract to them. Um, but no, you're absolutely right. And I, and, I, and I think it's awesome that we can talk about God in the way that we know and the relationship that we have with him individually, but also just understanding the concept that Christ did have to seclude himself from his apostles. One of the things that I want to touch base on real quick, though, is that he had a choice to separate himself from them, too. So the choice right there is the choice factor that a lot of people don't know how to do. And as a point that I want to make real quick, and that is having control, having control. And I'm going to say it again, having control over the decision and of self. So the decision that you make and of self is in the control within you. You can't control how negative or how less of negative a person is. You can't complain. Who's You cannot. Sorry. I'm getting ahead of myself. You can't, you can't control how much someone's going to complain today or how little someone's going to complain today. But what you have to remember is you have control over the decision of yourself as well of, as well as of self, meaning that you have to understand as it is one of the hardest things to continue to do kind things to people and kind things in the action, in the very moment, and still be hated. It's hard to embrace and go, wow, that person still hates me, regardless of how much kind and loving things you do. But something that I want to challenge everybody to try to do is even though sometimes, you know, we get frustrated, it's easy to be upset with somebody who's being nasty towards us or saying things towards us, whether it be about our race, whether it be about my religious or my spiritual views, 
whether it be my occupational goals, whether it's the things I'm trying to do to better myself. Because let me tell you, the ridicule, I've mentioned this over and over and over again, the ridicule that I've gotten with this book over the last four years was, was poison, but also good at the same time. At times it was poisonous because it held me from continuing on the book, but it also gave me a chance to grow a little bit more as a person and finally found the strength to choose to continue to write this book, regardless of how much negative noise there is. You've got to be able to step above the voices and the noise and the negativity and the complaining. Absolutely, 100%. Even in the same presence. So I'm going to point this out. You talk about Christ. He separated himself and secluded himself. It's not like he went four miles down the road to go pray at a freaking restaurant. No, the man was about four, four feet from these guys praying. And even though sometimes we feel like we're four miles away from people, they're still four feet from you. You've got to have the discipline like Christ did, like you mentioned, Adler, to be able to, to still hold that willpower, that zeal that we keep talking about, and still be kind, still love, and still do what we're destined to do. And so when we tie this back up to something that, you know, we look at right now in 2021, we look at 2020, you look overall in this 20th century, there's been a lot and a lot of negativity that is built up because of our media, because of social media, and because of individuals just not having the, the, the ability to love or to embrace love. Believe me, and it's one of the hardest things. And I see this, it's more prevalent now. People are so disconnected from one another. And because of the disconnect, we lack cultural unity. We lack a cultural understanding of one culture, one race, one belief, one religion to one another. And so it's foreign to us when we talk to somebody who believes in Christ. It seems foreign when we talk about things that we can agree or disagree on. And so the solution to the problem or the solution to figuring out why there's so much cultural separation, so much diversity, but it's not really even the diversity. It's more so it's, it's um, I'm trying to find a word that describes the diversity that we have. We have diversity. It's important to have diversity, you know, culture, race, religion. These are the ones that are really prominent are prominent in the situation here, but I just feel like there is a lack of, I'm trying to find a word that really represents this. It's almost like when a, there's a drought in our diversity is the word that I'm looking for kind of using. So we got to find a way to how do we replenish the, the, the diversity that we have, the, how do we replenish the love and the appreciation for one another? that one culture can do one thing. The culture over here can do another thing. One religion has this thing. And how do we start building that back up? Right. We talk about the, the separating yourselves, but we also talk about, you know, being able to face the, the reality sometimes that we're going to have complainers. We're going to have negative people. How do we, how do we voice that kind of situation? And so the solution that I'm trying to talk about here is, is it, it's working on yourself first. You can't, you can't change the world if you haven't given yourself an opportunity to change. And so therefore, it's another really big touch point for tonight or this discussion really and how to break the cycle of hate is by breaking the cycle of hate towards yourself. That's a number one thing. I think a lot of people are stuck in the insecurities. They're worried about other people are thinking about. And I talk about this very heavily in my book. 
is that we're so concerned about other people are thinking about us that we are now becoming the cycle of, oh, I'm, I don't look good. Oh, I don't look like this. I should be more like this. I don't talk like this. I talk too much. These are things that I personally deal with. I get that I talk a lot, but I would rather talk a lot and be able to communicate with people than not be able to talk at all and have no communication skills. So it's all about learning how to balance, learning how to kind of divulge and learn how to kind of create a better way of doing the things that you're doing the next day and the next day on. I know there's a lot more information for you there, Adler, you know, whatever, if you want to take the mic and say something towards it. Um, well, right now, I just feel like this is the heat in the moment. We are talking about fixing you so we can find the solution culturally. So check this out. Um, uh, I think that you, you, you're spot on. You, know, you got to stop the self-hate. Um, I think um, the great debaters, Denzel Washington. Denzel Washington movie is a fantastic movie. If you haven't seen it, you definitely need to check it out. In one of the scenes... Denzel Washington is a teacher, he's a professor, and he's trying to teach um, this small group of you know black students how to you know debate and how to you know exercise their um, opinions and feelings um, through their words without um, you know without like in a very peaceful manner and in a confident way, right? So that being said, um, he has this line like. You know, the one of the girls, I can't remember exactly what she did, but she said something like it was like a double-edged like comment towards herself. And he he basically says, Well, you can't fight the world while punching yourself. Being in the being a debater, it's like you trying to get into a street fight, a street brawl, and you just start hitting yourself over and over again while you're trying to fight somebody else. You're gonna, of course, you're gonna lose. You gotta stop doing that negative self-talking because that ne negative self-talk, the negative things that you say about yourself, you start to believe, you start to, you start to produce. So what you say from the tongue is what the mind believes, and what the mind believes, it will react and practice and physically manifest itself. So you're gonna have more insecurities because you're saying such negative things about yourself. You think you keep wondering to yourself, why am I so insecure? I don't get what makes you so insecure. You're so insecure because you keep saying insecure things. And by saying it, that means you're thinking it. By thinking it, you're acting out the insecurities. So that's the cycle. That's that cycle we keep talking about. It's the it, hate. That hate cycle is, is very vicious. And it starts with self. That's the, that's the thing that we've been talking about for pretty much throughout. If you ever noticed each episode, we touch base a little bit on the self aspect. This season has been about you stop hating you. And as much as that sounds really harsh, we do this to ourselves consciously, subconsciously, and unconsciously without even thinking about it. There are times, even myself, I have sat there and said, oh God, I don't know if I could do this. You can't do this. And you still start telling yourself, just like that Denzel Washington movie, you know, The Great Debaters, it's literally, this is what we do to ourselves. And until we can fix that, See, the problem is we've gotten to a point where we're depending on our, where we're in the cycle right here and we grab things and add it to our cycle like this. It's going on the wheel. It's like having a hamster wheel. One hamster. Oh, throw a second one in there. Now there's two hamsters running on that wheel. Throw another hamster. Now you got three hamsters running on that same wheel. You run out of space. It is only meant for one hamster. 
but we try to stuff as many hamsters onto that one wheel. And when you try to keep on hating and hating and hating on yourself, you're going to run out of room and it's going to become so overwhelming. We're never going to be able to just stop and just take a second to just go and then change the pattern of the way the world is because we can't do it overnight, but we could definitely start today by focusing on ourselves, love yourself more, hate yourself less, and you'll start to see the transition. Well, it's, it's not even that, like it's, it's not just that. What you're saying is just the tip of the iceberg. When you're talking about self-love, right? That means that you have to abstain from negative talk of yourself because otherwise you're gonna, you're basically hating yourself. You're just hating yourself. And you know, my, my point is, if you speak negative things about yourselves, your mind starts to think negative things about yourself. And therefore you start to manifest physically negative things that uh, about yourself. You just start um, participating in actions that are not self-loving, that aren't caring, that aren't um, things that are positive for you. And the way to combat it is instead of saying, man, I'm so stupid, man, I'm so dumb, man, I can't believe I made this mistake, I'm the worst, bump that. Hey, change the vocabulary, the vernacular, and start saying, you know what? Hey, I made a mistake, but I learned that, hey, I'm, I'm not feeling like I'm really smart, but I know that I can. And you just, all you do, you do is just make it a small shift. And by making that, by verbalizing that small shift, you then start to think, okay, I made a mistake, but I'm not a terrible human being. All I got to do is just come at it from a different perspective. And then now your mind is, is sending a message to the rest of your body and it's saying, all right, manifest act, positive actions that support that you love yourself and that you are able to combat that, combat that self-negative hate talk that you have. You are now able to break that cycle. And that's, I think that to me, that's like the biggest thing right there, because there, there is life and power in the tongue. That's what it says in the Bible, right? There's life and power in the tongue. So if you start to say negative degrading things about yourself, then guess what's going to happen? You're only going to experience negative degrading things. But if you start to speak life and start to speak positivity, speak light towards the people that are around you. Now, that doesn't mean that there's never gonna be a negative thing that happens. I think that's impossible for you to believe that, but that means that there's gonna be more positivity that's coming out from, um, from you and going out to your community. And I think that if you're able to find a way to be a light for people, when there's negativity, when there's hate, where there's all that stuff, you can be a model citizen. You can be an example because at the end of the day, the world is full of negativity everywhere you go, every two, everywhere you turn, everywhere you look it's full of negativity so the only way to combat the negativity is by being a beacon of hope for other people and that means not that means that you have to set the example because you might be the only grace the only love the only care the only the only positive impact that a person might have throughout the whole entire day you might be the difference between um saving someone's life, somebody who's on the cusp of suicide, but because you took the time to be like, hey, how you doing? You doing all right? And just to acknowledge them as a human being, fundamentally acknowledge and see them as a person 
who is sitting slash standing in front of you. If you're able to do that, that can be the difference between life and death. For sure. And you break the cycle. Like, I want to share a quick, an actual event that took place in my life where it was more so I was the victim of being bullied through uh, middle school. And this may seem a bit irrelevant, but I'm going to share this because I do think that a lot of people go through this experience or have experienced this before. And so I remember it was seventh grade. I had, uh, had an, an altercation type deal at school and I've never really experienced that before. And everyone saw it except, uh, you know, the, everyone saw about the principals and this was in the lunch. And I'm like, this was the most embarrassing situation. And, uh, you know, with that being said, it was, it made across social media. Everybody talked about it. Everybody knew about it. And everybody kind of teased me and made fun of me because of the situation. And I was just like, I was overwhelmed, man. I felt like I started believing that I was just the loser. I was just the worst person in the world. That I was weak. That was, I was nobody. And so I believed it. So every day on the bus, you know, a group of the guys I used to hang out with now started to tease me and make fun of me. And I, you know, they would say, turn around or you're an idiot or you're stupid and stuff like that. And if I didn't, I felt like, oh, I might be an idiot. So I would, of course, you know, do what they said. And I would turn around and, ah, you're an idiot anyways for turning around. Like, I just really, it was more, it was very just, I was bullied and I had no idea how to handle it. So I was very just sad. I was like, what the heck? But so I remember talking to my mom about it and like four months later. So four months of this just cycle of just going through this, like, man, I'm not good enough. No one's gonna ever like me. I should just go home or school, go home, and that's it. Like, don't even, don't even focus about doing anything else. I dropped out of extracurricular activities because I felt like I wasn't like good enough and whatnot. So I remember talking to my mom. My mom said something very simple. She says, ignore them. And I said, okay. And that was hard. And I was like, I'm sure, I'll just ignore them. That that makes a lot of sense. So of course, so I was on the bus, and I remember the first couple of days I did that. And a week went by and it was less, but it was still going on. I want to say about a month in, it started getting to the point where I ignored them and it kind of subsidized, but I was challenged to, to fight after school. And I remembered like, all right, well, since you don't want to turn around. So I was like, man, I was hoping this was going to go away. Right. So anyways, long story short, I ended up meeting up with this kid at his house on a Friday afternoon and the kid was like, you know, he, and I'm not going to mention names, but I remember him saying, what are you doing here? I said, you have been bothering me about this. And I'm going to tell you that sometimes you have to confront it. That's the thing. I'm going to have to confront the situation. And when I confronted it, I didn't realize that he was going through some garbage too, but I didn't know that at the time. Right. So I was just like going through the season. I was just like going off and ranting at him. And I was just like, listen, dude, you got to stop this. I don't like it. I'm tired of you doing that. At first I thought it was so, so cheesy. Why would I tell him this? But long story short, again, I keep saying that. Long story short, I came to the realization that when you break a cycle, sometimes we expect the other party to break first. Most cases is that you have to have control of the situation. And therefore, going through a season of being bullied, going through that season of just being ridiculed, I remember having that time where I went to the, the guy's house and told him straight up like what I didn't like about it, blah, blah, blah. 
he ended up telling me that he was being bullied too. And he was just taking it out on somebody who had experienced something to bring me or other people at that same level. Sometimes you're experiencing that, right? So like the moral of the story is, is that regardless of who you are, regardless of what your status quo is in life, sometimes you're going to have people bash you because of who you are. And he, the guy that was going through something, he didn't realize that, you know, oh, he, well, he, his way of coping with it was by taking down somebody or other people. But I'm sure I wasn't the only one. But the point of the story is, is that you have control, right? You have control over how far you seclude yourself, like you said earlier in the beginning, yep. how you separate yourself, but also how you conquer the situation. How are you going to break the cycle of hate? How are you going to break the cycle of, of that dis, of that disrespect of people disagreeing or agreeing with you. It's just part of life, man. People are going to not want to always be like, yeah, about what you do or no about what you do. It's all about the approach. It's all about being able to figure out how do I get past this? How do I break this cycle? How do I find clarity in this situation? And that's really what it is all comes down to is breaking this cycle requires self-control and discipline and a mindset Right. And it all starts with yourself. You can't change the world until you've changed yourself. And even then, even then, you're really never going to completely change the world. Maybe just a smidge. So the moral of your message is that hurt people hurt people. And you got to understand where they're coming from. And if you can find a way to confront it, and maybe the, maybe the bullying will stop. But just maybe you might be able to make a connection with the person and you, know, you can change your life. So we, we discussed today um, about, um, you know, being a positive uh, influence in people's lives, secluding yourself from the negativity, um, having good, positive self-talk about your, yourself. And most importantly, um, just understanding that the world and the atmosphere that we live in is not groomed or designed for us to succeed emotionally. It's, it's, it's groomed to cater to chaos, hate, and more discord on a consistent basis. So sometimes you have to go against the norm, against what is popular in order to impact those around you. And I believe that in order to generate a huge impact, you have to first start with your circle. And if you can impact your circle, then those people in your circle will impact people from um, you know, far other corners. And those people that they impacted will impact other people and so on and so forth. And that's how you groom or you set up love because it, it'll catch like wildfire as long as you, you're consistently producing and consistently put it, putting it out there. You, know, you attract um, you attract what you give off. And so if you give off a whole bunch of positivity and you give off you know, life, uh, or just not life, but you give off um, you know, ways to try to improve the lives around, it, around you, then it comes back in full circle. Absolutely. I agree. I agree. And like, we're, it's not even so much about breaking the cycle. It's just rebuilding a different kind of cycle. Yep. reinventing the cycle that is just a broken record so many people live in that cycle man i don't know how you know I, I don't i'm not here to judge nobody ever 
I don't think that's, that's not the goal here, but we want people to see that. And we highlight these things. We talk about these things because people don't always have the opportunity to understand it. They never were taught it. They weren't given the opportunity to learn how to love themselves or learn to, some people are stuck in a mindset of hate. They're stuck in the mindset of being negative and complaining because that's all they ever know. So maybe this is your time today, listening to Adler and I, to find that moment to separate yourself from the things that are maybe causing this chaos. You know, taking that moment to be like Christ and, you know, what he did. He separated himself, even from the people that he loved. He still separated himself to take time for himself to really be able to maximize and operate on full capacity, even though he knew he was getting ready to be hung on a cross. And so maybe you're going through that season in your life right now where you feel like you are about to be on your own cross and you need to find that time to just pray and ask God and look deeper into who you are. Break the cycle of hate. You got something against somebody, find some time to forgive yourself, forgive the people around you. The only person you're holding back anyways, if you don't forgive yourself is you. So do yourself a favor and take some time for you. Forgive, move forward. And break that cycle that we keep talking about today. So, guys, we love you. We appreciate every single one of you guys being on, you know, being able to tune in weekly. Like I said in the beginning, if you want to stay tuned with us throughout the week, you can follow Adler at uh, the 24 hours in a day, 24HRSINDAY. You can follow us at the Best You Nation, which you pay zero dollars to subscribe to there's nothing to cost there's no cost to it but follow us seriously stay tuned with us at the best nation and then also you can follow me um at the finn foster stay tuned with what i'm doing you know personally as you know my book is coming out very soon this next month or so we're going to be producing much more content and making sure you guys are able to get going what's up and most importantly, Finn has now discovered reels. So expect that in the future. Oh yeah, you better know it. You're 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 gonna be like, man, this guy is like reeling it up. I'm gonna be reeling it up, guys. Throwing out my bait and reeling it up. And on that note, you hope you guys have a wonderful week. Happy Monday. Have a blessed, blessed week. And um, we thank you guys for tuning in and just listening to us um, for this episode and future episodes to come. Appreciate you. Peace.